Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ball Don't Lie with Rod Babers and Mike Harge. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. That's when my man Jack plays jams. I reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And um, Hard, you got a guess on this one? No, I'm not. I don't think it's a blondie this time either. So <laughs> this would have been closer to the blondie thing, maybe. Is this the? Arithmics? I have no idea. This is. It's a one-hit wonder, so don't feel too bad. Uh, it is Lips Inc. Obviously, Funky Town. Nobody would have got no, that. No, I would have never got. I that do one. like the jam, Funky Town, though. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a story about this song in Prince. Oh, please give it to me. I love. So Prince is from Prince. Minneapolis. We yes. all know this. The Minneapolis sound. This guy is from Minneapolis, the guy from Lip Sync. I don't remember his name, but the song is basically about how lame Minneapolis was, how there was no music scene in Minneapolis. So this song, Won't You Take Me to Funky Town, it's talking about New York, the disco scene. So this became, for a bit, the Minneapolis sound. And you know who really did not care for that? Prince. Prince Prince was mad that Funky Town was the one song that people knew from Minneapolis. And I like to think <laughs> a little Michael Jordan, I took that personally. Yeah. Uh, propelled Prince. Man, so what Prince. year did this come out then? Funky it's a late Town. one. It's 1980. Yeah, it's, it's so late it's in that time. Consensus, the final ever disco wow. hit. Man. Yeah. Until like Bruno Mars came back with it. Mm. There you go. Uh, they, uh, hey, Jack, there you go. Great, great job there. Hey, that's what the music that producers, was, that's that what they do. Very uh, Producers be knowing. Like music snobbery knowledge, but I love exactly. it. I love Is it, it a music snob thing to know a lot about this terrible one-hit wonder song? <laughs> no. That's um, the depth that we need. It, no, it, it's definitely needed and much yeah, appreciated. Exactly. But it's still a little, you know, just a little, I would say maybe not music snob, maybe music nerdy. Yeah. It's a music nerdy thing. Oh, it is nerdy to know that. Yeah, much exactly. It's a little nerdy. Though. Exactly. There you go. But you know what? That was fantastic. I didn't even know that. And I'm going to drop that on somebody one day and make it seem like I'm smart. Now, you didn't know that? You didn't know Prince? You didn't know that? Yeah, yeah, I've been man. telling y'all that, man. I do that with Craigway facts all the time. <laughs> Craigway little factoids. I'm like, where'd you find that out? Ah, I was reading it somewhere. No, yeah. I'll listen to Craigway. I'll listen to Craig. <laughs> Tell me. That's Craigway right. dropped that on me the other day. Uh, all right. We'll get into some uh, NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Shout out to my man, uh, Jack, doing a great job and educating us all, enlightening us all with little factoids like that. That was a Craig Way moment. I like my it. man, Jack. Just I like gonna, it. You know what I mean? Letting us, uh, improving the sh- upgrading the show, but also uh, educating us. That's what Craig does know. really well. Uh, you can be a part of the show. Specs text is the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up via Twitter. I hope I get it right. Oh, my man, Jack is at Jack A. Farrell. There it is. With it, it spelled like Colin, Colin, not like Will. Not like Will. Okay. Boom. There you go. Oh, uh, man. Harge at Hardball. Harge, the Twitterverse. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. What you got coming up for the people on Harge Knock Life? We're going to talk a little bit of Texas football. I know that we're, we're always looking for some new things in Texas football. I just want to talk a little bit about some of the players that I will be looking forward to seeing Ooh. this summer. 
you know you ain't got to yeah, yeah, you, gotta, you uh, ain't got to pull my arm to talk some Texas football. We're going to get out early then. No doubt. No talk doubt. Some Texas football for my man Harge on Harge Knock Life. All right. Uh, so let's get to this. Uh, speaking of football, let's talk some Texans football just a little bit. I know some of you are like, Texans football? Yes, Texans mm-hmm. football just a little bit because there's some reports about C.J. Stroud um, that I think are pretty interesting. So we did hear the uh, very complimentary report earlier uh, this, maybe this week actually. Yep. Maybe yep. It was, right about Noah Brown. Maybe it was late last week about Noah Brown, now a receiver for the Texans, who was very complimentary of C.J. Stroud, comparing him to Dak. Well, I think it's complimentary. Some of y'all was like, "That's not a good comparison." He was basically saying that C.J. Stroud could be as good or better than Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. He's, like he had that kind of potential. And that you know, makes sense. It's all he really knows. Um, but apparently there's another report here, um, and it's basically saying that uh, C.J. Stroud, this comes from Albert Breer on Sports Illustrated, and it's saying early on the Texas organization has been tight-lipped about the developments, um, but a report suggests that Stroud has, seen, has shown, I should say, early signs of justifying the high draft pick. Um, arm talent um, seems to be confirmed. Uh, which translated well into the practice fields during May and June. Um, but it's not just his physical abilities that are impressed coaches and teammates alike. Stroud has displayed a remarkable poise and maturity, seemingly unfazed by the demands of the professional level, likely attributed to his experience playing in a pro-style offense at Ohio State. Uh, the coaching staff and front office and personnel um, have observed Stroud's leadership qualities and his ability to connect with teammates, with veterans as well on the team, and the ease of uh, the ease of rapport and natural leadership have contributed to his smooth integration into the Texans organization. Boom! I like it. So all the all the re- reviews are that he's doing really good. Haven't had haven't heard really any negative reviews yet about his assimilation into the organization of the Texans. And he's already getting first-team reps. Honestly, I expect him to start the first game. Do you expect him to start the first Absolutely, game? Absolutely, I, okay. I, I expect that. Okay. Yeah, me too. Uh, I know Davis Mills says he b- believes he's a starter. I'm glad Davis Mills feels that way. And I'm glad Davis Mills is going to be the backup, actually. I mean, they need a veteran backup. Um, and they got Case Keenum there, too. They do in have case, case Keenum. Yeah, in case Davis Mills doesn't want to be the backup, then they got Case Keenum, a veteran backup. So still, uh, they can fill that void. But uh, I think he's going to end up starting the first game. Yeah, I, I'm, I I'm, I'm a big, big believer in, in the maturity level and the will to be the starting quarterback, the lessons that he is learning already. And we know that a lot of people have already talked about the fact of how intelligent he is in the film room. That's the part that we're always trying to to get to because you know as well as I do, you could be super talented, but if you're making the wrong read all the time or you're doing things the wrong way, it's not going to work out well for you. So you definitely want to be headed in the right direction. And for him, I, I said it from the very beginning, you go and get him because you need, number one, you need the quarterback. Number two, He's not bad. I mean, when I say not bad, I mean he's really good at the quarterback position. What is going to be asked of him from the Texans versus what was asked of him at at Ohio State is something totally different. He He showed a different part of his game that everybody was like, wait a minute, I didn't know he was that mobile. I didn't know he could get around like that. I didn't know he could make moves like that. Well, the reason why is because that wasn't asked of him. 
Now we saw it in the in the playoff, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, this dude is really athletic!" Like, what did you think was happening? That's true. I remember. I mean, he looked really good versus Georgia. That was amazing. Yeah. I mean, it 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 really surprised me. I I think he's got a really high ceiling as a player, and but we'll see with the Texans. The Texans' organizational dysfunction is also something I worry about with C.J. Stroud, probably more than I do about him. Um, and him not having the necessary skill set or the adequate skill set for this level, uh, that's not a concern. My concern is development of a quarterback. There are a lot of moving parts. Yep. It's multifactorial. And the Texans have just been a you know a fuster cluck of an organization <laughs> um, and a dumpster fire of an organization for the last few years. I know new leadership. Let's move past it. Yes. Like I said, new leadership. I love D'Amico Ryan's hire. I love that. I, I, I'm still – on the fence about Nick Casario, but I do think he is really good at certain aspects of his job, like the draft. I like what he does in the draft. Um, but, you know, there's an argument that he um, may be lacking in other areas um, of the general manager job role, duties, and obligation. But that's because it's his first time. Right. So I think he just needs a better support structure around him. If he didn't have the dysfunctional organization of the Texans to deal with, he probably would be better at his job. I just think having more stability overall and more overall, just, I hate to say it, (laughs) but just them being able to function at a, just an even average to above average level as an organization and not having, you know, the dumpster fire of ineptitude. um, I do think they'll, they'll all look a lot better, but, Nick Casario, if if this doesn't work out, or even the Will Anderson pick doesn't work out, I could see Nick Casario being replaced. Uh, well, we thought that before, though, right? We thought yes. this that we were thinking that this was going to be the time that he was going to be replaced. Now, I understand there's a lot of pressure being put on with this new coaching staff. And again, how what is his relationship going to be with uh, D'Amico Ryan's? Well, how are they working together? We'll see as the season Apparently goes he likes on. Him. D'Amico likes him. Well, he says he likes him. He, well, says, he, he, say yeah, yeah. he says he likes working with Nick Casario. That's what he said. Yeah, he probably couldn't go, hey, man, I need to get this dude up out of here right off the rip when he first get there. It's his boss. Yeah. <laughs> then might ask you what you think about your boss. What do you say? You best say the right thing. You say, I love my boss. My boss is awesome. Yeah. Boss love, is I great. love working with him. He's fantastic. So great. Or she's fantastic. Or she's great. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you on that. So, yeah, I agree. I, I did hear him say that he likes working for Nick Casario, but, yes, I would take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple of um, – I want to get to a couple of these NFL rankings, uh, pro football focus rankings, before we get to Harsh Knock Life. We can talk some Texas football, which I believe the people out there want to hear. So they've been ranking different positions over the uh, the, the offseason of the NFL, and we've went through some of these. I think we went through, like, safety and cornerback. By the way, Cowboys – Probably the best secondary in the NFL based on pro football focus rankings. They had two top 10 corners, and all of their safeties were ranked in the top, I think, 32 is what they mm-hmm. did. Yep. Um, and no other team had that many. They did receiving core um, rankings at the top of the receiving core rankings. Any guess who they have at the top? It'd be pretty easy. I mean, these two, three, these three teams. You could It could be one of three teams, I think, at the top. Well, as a team rankings? It's core, like the group of receivers. Who's number one? Cincinnati. But to me, because you, of Joe Burrow? 
No, it's receiving I mean, core, but, Jamar Chase but, and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I think the receiving core, you also got to put in there who's their quarterback because you could be a great receiving core, but if they can't get you the ball, don't matter. I, but I'm with you on that. Okay. But I will say, okay. How, I'll say, I'll say Minnesota's got to be in there too, right? Um, Let's see. Where's Minnesota here? Well, they're Ooh, not at the top. They're seven. Oh, wow. I would say the three teams that, that could be number one is Cincinnati, Philadelphia, or Miami. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking at my any of those three could be at the top, and those are one, two, and three. Okay, no, nah, that's not. That's I mean, you can't argue too much about them because I, you can flip them, like you said. There's three of them that you can go from, and you can put them in any order. But I don't think you're going to go wrong with any of them because you got a Tyreek Hill in that group, you got a Jamar Chase in another group, and then who'd you say the other one was? Uh, what for what what the top the, the third is Philly yeah. is Cincinnati Philly. and then you look at what Phil, yeah, AJ you look Brown at what, and yeah. Devontae Smith yeah it's pretty pretty uh, interesting but like you said right they all there. have good quarterbacks that can throw the ball it, when if Tua stays healthy mm-hmm. Tua improved last year he can be a really effective yeah. quarterback San Fran's like the first on this list they're four without any good quarterback well we just don't know who the quarterback we don't is know I'm who saying it's gonna be, yeah. we just don't know who the quarterback is okay could be Trey Lance unproven could be Brock Purdy. Small sample size could be Sam Darnold. Mm. Seemed to be well. A that last event. one right there, like no. Hey, they Sam Darnold was what a top five pick. So was Trey Lance. They got two top five picks and then the last overall pick, Mister Irrelevant. And I think Mister Irre- Irrelevant is better. He might end up winning the job. Yeah, he Very might true. end up running the job. Uh, okay. But they got a really they're, they're ranked number four and they got Debo. They got Brandon Ayuk. They include. George Kittle. So I guess they're including tight ends in here, too. Ah, okay. Which is a big part of it, too. They include tight ends. So they got George Kittle in there, um, and they kind of they throw out the fact that Christian McCaffrey is a wide the receiver. The ultimate weapon. Yes, as a hybrid at times, too. Uh, one that's underrated, they got Seattle at five. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and now Jackson Smith and Jigba. Don't mm. forget about that's Smith right. and Jigba. Yeah, man, that's scary. He's a third guy now. For now. For now. With Gino. Yeah, yeah, for now. For now. Uh, but that's that's a scary receiving court, too. They got the Cowboys at sixth. Damn. You think that's too low? But no, they I, get, think it's, I think it's just right. I think it's just right for right, the Cowboys. Yeah, ahead of the Minnesota Vikings, which they should be. I like Justin Jefferson. Uh, yeah. But I don't know how I feel about the rest of it. They got Jordan Addison now, though. Well, how do you, how do you feel about the rest of the Cowboys wide receivers right now? I love the Brandon Cooks. Acquisition. Yep, yep, C. Yep. Lamb is a true number one. I'm I'm fine with that. It's all on Michael Gallup. If Michael Gallup gets if back to get, his yeah. thousand yard, you know, status, and I'm not saying he's going to get a thousand yards, but if he gets back to being that caliber of receiver, mm-hmm. then the Cowboys, yeah, they deserve to be sixth because that would mean they'd have three receivers. By the way, first time in Cowboys history, <laughs> they've had three receivers that have each have had a thousand yards at one point in their career on the same roster. Can we get it to where we have two on the same roster at the same time in the same season? That's what I'm looking for this year between Brandon Cooks and C.D. Lamb. Mm. And then give me 700 from Michael Gallup. Yeah. And uh, it is unfortunate you lost a tight end that Dak loved because he loves some Dalton Schultz. But everybody's high on Jake Ferguson. I'm very high on Jake Ferguson. Yeah, you and, you and, and Travis Kelsey too. Yeah. Yeah. Kelsey loves him from Jake Ferguson. Yeah, Jake Ferguson is somebody that mm. you definitely need to be paying attention to. Uh, they got the Raiders at eight. Devontae Adams, I guess, makes sense. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Buffalo Bills at nine. By the way, Stefan Diggs, not happy. Shocking. 
Yes. And apparently the reason there was so much um, confusion, uncertainty about what he was doing at minicamp and why Mm -hmm. he wasn't out there and what was the status and the coach saying one thing, but his agent saying another was that he is unhappy with his role in the offense and his input, or at least maybe lack thereof in the offensive system and game plan. Well, so, I mean, to me, that's, that's, uh, that's more on the old C. Maybe it's on the quarterback too. I don't know. Well, I think it has a little bit of, of of everything because there were times where you would see him pull down and take off running when he could have been throwing the ball down the field, and maybe that's it. And then you saw during some of the playoff games, he would go away from Stephon Diggs instead of trying to get to Stephon Diggs. Now, there's a lot that goes into it. Right, that's what I was about to say. There's probably a lot more that's into that. But you know as well as I do, every receiver thinks they can beat double coverage, triple coverage, and anything else. Give me an opportunity to go make a play. If I can't make a play, then you can go somewhere else. He's probably looking at that opportunity. There's not been a person that you know that's a wide receiver that has never told you, I don't don't think I'm open. They think they open every time. You could be blanketing him, and he still thinks. Give me a shot at it. That's how Stark feels about X Man. Right. He's going with a broken hand. Broken hand. <laughs> a bro- a, a one hand man throwing to a one hand man in Oklahoma State game. It's like how'd y'all lose that game? We had a one hand man throwing, throwing to a, a one hand man, man. and he had fourteen it. overthrows. I like, what it. happened? I love well, it. Well, cause he was always open, <laughs> even when he wasn't. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, getting back to it. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, getting back to it. Um, they have the the rest of the top 10 uh, here. They got Tampa Bay at 10, and we said Buffalo at 9. They got Kansas City at 11. And it's all because of Travis Kelsey. Well, you look at... Man, that's that's Because they don't have, right? That's all they really get. They got Kadarius Toney and Scott Moore and Marquez Valdez Scantling. But to me, that's all. Because they got them ahead of the Chargers receiving court. I think the Chargers Chargers receiving court is definitely better than that. Yeah. You're talking about definitely better than that. Yeah, they, and they just picked up Quentin Johnston. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. Okay, you know where they got the Texans? Sad. Uh, let's go twenty fifth. Last. What? Last. Oh uh, yeah, because you got a bunch of number twos and threes. I see, huh? Dead last. Robert Woods, Noah Brown, Nico Collins, John Mechie, Dalton Schultz is probably the. He is your leader. Right? Think when about that. When you look at what he's accomplished. Yes. Well, I guess Robert Woods had some good years, too. Tank Dell, baby. I like Get Tank Dell. Yeah. In the slot. They like him in the slot. And you know what else they like? Apparently, Xavier Hutchinson's getting a lot of love. Xavier Hutchinson is somebody him, that like I thought should have been of, having. Yeah, they got him late. They got him I late. thought That's he like, should have been having a lot of love. And they like him, and they like Nico Collins. Yeah. There. Shout out to Xavier Hutchinson for losing the Iowa State game last year. Well, his legs locked up, man. Wow. His leg, his legs locked up. Think about up. that. If you forget, yeah. that could have been a loss for Texas. That was, honestly, I was just talking to him. That's crazy. I was out uh, at for Father's Day with my uncle, and he brought that game up. That's we a smart one Texas, to bring up. And he brought that game. He was like, man, Texas lucky. I remember that Iowa State game. They should have lost that one. I was like, damn, you are right about that, <laughs> yeah, huh? Exactly. And he brought the Xavier Hutchinson drop. And don't forget, they threw Hunter Deckerstow's a red zone interception. Yep. Shout out to Jalen Ford. Great pick there. And then you have the fumble forced at the end of the game, too. So that's not luck. It's not, Texas made their own luck, but damn, that Xavier Hutchinson drop, that's luck. That oh. game, I have never <sighs> broken down film harder than when I was <laughs> or I was arguing with people where I was watching the game that that 
Anthony Cook hit. He's leading with the shoulder. Look at Oof. the different angles. He's been a certain way. I yeah. swear, man. And it Matt was. That yeah. it, was it was close, mind. but he yeah. got it. That was that a was great hit. hit by Cook. Yeah, it was it a really great was. hook hit by yeah. him. Yeah, you know what? I, I got to give it up. That defense won some games last year. They won that K-State game. Yep. Late in the game, making plays. Turnover. Yep. yep. Uh, that Iowa State game, same thing. Jalen Ford like won like three games in his on his on his own. Mm-hmm. Non Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Year, Jalen Ford. <laughs> yeah, the Big Twelve ain't gonna live that. Why they gonna give it to him this year when he doesn't even deserve it? Just because they feel bad about last year and how blatant it was that they were being biased. Uh, but I digress, and we'll try. Texture says, why are y'all always bringing up old stuff? Leave Sark alone. <laughs> new Year, New Sark. No, I agree. By the way, that was Coach Steven. Right. That's Coach Steve. I wasn't even Sark. We're Coach, big on Sark. That's Coach Steve. We love Sark. We Co- love Sark. Coach Steven, we don't want to see him around no more. No. Uh, okay. And I think he don't want to see Coach Steven either. He's no. ready for Coach Sark, too. Everybody is ready for so- Coach Sark to to stay or stick around more. This is his for a long team. Time. This is his team. See, it looks These like are his, his team. players. And I am going to talk about his players here in just a little bit because I want some questions answered from my man Rob B. And Jack can enjoy some of this too because there's some guys that I'm hoping will step up, but there are some guys that we are needing to be a major part of this team's success, bro. All right, Texas football conversation for Harsh Knock Life on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104 and on the horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike. You have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problem. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Mike Lowry. Hey, welcome back to a Top of the Chart edition of Ball Don't Lie. Tuesday, Chart of the Chart edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter, at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And, of course, you oh, can sure. follow my man behind the glass, at Jack A. Farrell. Yeah. Like Colin, mm-hmm. not like Will. Boom. Farrell, that's how you that's spell that. that. Mm-hmm. And we also love it when you're a part of the show, so hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And I wanted to talk a little bit about this Texas football team um, as a uh, we sit and get ready for the season. It's really exciting. Uh, a lot of uh, people are thinking, well, the over-under. We talked a little bit about the over-under. Nine and a half games. I'm looking at 10, maybe 11 games. But it's all going to have to fall into place as a lot of these players get better. We've talked about the camaraderie and the the same coaching staff being able to deliver the message. Sark came out and talked about how this team walks and talks and looks like a team that is a Sarks team. Rod and I are still trying to figure out what exactly is a Sarks team, but we're going to look at this team and say, okay, this is a Sarks team because that's what he told us. But as I look at this team, there's still some areas of concern. Obviously, the running back position is a number one for me. Uh, You're replacing – Bijan and Rojo, we've gone through the numbers and all the stats when you think about what they meant to this program. But I'm looking at the triple Bs now. We're looking at the triple B backfield with Jonathan Brooks, Jaden Blue, and, of course, the freshman C.J. Baxter. He's coming in from what all the reports are. He's taken to uh, this program and what it all entails about being a running back at the University of Texas, and he's gotten better every single week throughout the fall, I mean, throughout the spring, and now heading into the summer workouts. 
He's been doing great. Um, we can talk about the offensive line. We've already looked at the names. Kelvin Banks, Hayden Connor, uh, Jake Majors, who's going to be a redshirt junior, which is huge. That means that he's been in the program. He knows what it's all about, and he can kind of solidify that offensive line. And we can also look at Cole Hudson, what he's doing. But you also got to look at some of the younger players. I can talk about Christian Jones. He's an older player. He's been around. He's gotten a lot better once he moved to right tackle than opposed to where he was on the left side. Now he's he's taking it and he's taking control of it, and he's done such a great job. But you also have to provide that depth on the offensive line, and I think that's exactly what they've done throughout with mm-hmm. the recruiting. They've been hitting those marks when you look at the size part of it. You want to make sure you go big humans. Well, they've, get, they've gotten big humans. And one of the big humans that have made a huge step and from what everybody's talked about, has been Cameron Williams and DJ Campbell. They are both providing and putting pressure on the guys in front of them so they can continue to shore it up. Because one of the things that I've always looked at too, Rod, is just because you have depth doesn't mean it's quality depth. Mm -hmm. You can have numbers. And you can have players. Oh yeah, we got guys that can go in there, but can you win with those guys? Are you gonna? Or do you feel like you're gonna miss a beat if you have to change those guys out? So that is gonna be something too that Kyle Flood obviously has been working on to get those guys back to that upper echelon and being that top-notch offensive line. But here are some of the names that I really want to look out for this year: A.D. Mitchell coming in from Georgia. Now. He's got big numbers when you look at it as the the playoffs. But regular season-wise, he hasn't done a lot because he hasn't been that consistent at at, uh, Georgia, which is probably why he got into the Mm -hmm. transfer portal. Um, And now he's becoming that guy for Texas. We've heard it. We've talked about it. He's been a problem, mismatch problem, at the University of Texas since he's been here. He's been given the defense fits, and that's a great thing. But you know what that also means? That means that he probably has some good chemistry right now with one Quinn Ewers, Mm -hmm. who we all believe has to be a major part of the success of Texas football going into this season. But A.D. Mitchell is obviously going to be somebody to pay attention to. Another name that I'm looking at is Isaiah Nayor. Now, we've heard the hype. You know, he reminds me of, God, what's the big guy's name that just left? He transferred to Arizona, and I've been waiting for him to play. I think he transferred to Arizona State, the big wide receiver. Oh, uh, Troy O'Meary? Troy O'Meary. Yes. And I was I was like, man, yes. I can't wait to oh, see yeah. Troy O'Meary. Before the I can't, injury? Yeah, before yes. the injury. Because yep. he was killing it then, Cam. And he had two injuries. He, like two, he, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Back to back. So that was the guy that I was point. sitting there looking at, and I'm like, he's going to be a major part of this team. Yep. That's what I'm looking at for Isaiah Naor. Mm. I've been seeing all the workout videos. We hadn't heard anything bad about it. He's been doing well, and he seems to come in with a mindset of pushing uh, everybody yeah. every single day, and that's that leadership, senior mm-hmm. leader. You you want guys that be in that room that are going to be able to help you and lead you. And last but not least, I'm looking at my man Jordan Whittington on the offensive side of the ball. I've been talking about him for years. I've been begging for him to be there. We had one full year of him being healthy, and now he's back because he said his job here is to win a Big 12 championship. I'm I'm thankful that that's how he feels, and I hope that the leadership Follows him, but on the mm-hmm. offensive and the defensive side—I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, 
A.D. Mitchell, Isaiah Nayor, Jordan Whittington, the wide receiver core, Jonathan Brooks, Jaden Blue, and Cedric Baxter. C.J. Baxter, the killer bees, as we talk about. Rolling with the triple bees. That's who I'm looking at. Now, here's the fun part, because I know you appreciate this, my brother. On the defensive side of the ball, we saw a breakout season for Baron Sorrell last year. We saw a breakout season for Jalen Ford Mm -hmm. last year as well. We saw Jaron Thompson play better on the defensive end at the safety position. Jade Barron had a great year. And Ryan Watts, we saw how valuable he was for this team in the defense. But here's the part that where things are going to really shake up. I want to see what Justice Finkley, Alfred Collins, and Maurice Blackwell. Okay. Those are the three that I'm really going to be paying attention to. Alfred Collins. We've already – we talk about him every single week. I know. And it's like, bro, I just need you to show up. You got everything you could be looking for. You got everything that everybody's been asking about. That is – you have you, – you're like Adonis. <laughs> People look at you, they're like, oh, my gosh. We talk about – I want him to be the first one off the bus. Yeah, you do. Because when people see that, they're like, does he have everybody looking mm-hmm. like that? Yes, you do. And now I need you – I need him to go out there and perform. Justice Finkley, I just think he's 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 a guy that is waiting to – that I can't wait to see take that next step. Yeah. He wears number one. You know if you wear a single digit and you wear the number one, you, gotta ball you got to ball out. Yeah, and to. I believe that this is the time, this season is going to be the season that he balls out and we're going to be talking about him every single week. And then the secondary – we talked about uh, Gilbo a lot. Mm. Is he going to be healthy, though? That's the biggest question for me. Is he is he going to be able to stay on the football field? Because when he does, he's he's an exciting player to watch. But is he going to be able to take that next step? Last but not least, Jalen Catalan. Now, let me ask you this, Rob, because this is one of those positions where if he can play, yeah. He's going to make you great. He is that type of player. He comes downhill, he will lay hat on you. But is he going to be healthy enough to stay on the field to play those 11, 12, 13 games that you need him to play for you this year? And if he is, we're going to be outstanding on the back end. But if not, is it going to be Keaton Crawford that is going to take that spotlight? Yeah, I don't know if you're going to necessarily need him to be in the box all the time as much as he probably was in the box and run support with the Arkansas uh, Razorbacks. I think because Texas has a lot of depth uh, at the safety position with Keaton Crawford, you brought up Jaron Thompson. Mm -hmm. They're really deep there, and they got Jade Barron as their nickel. Uh, They're pretty deep at safety, and all those guys, they trust you know banging in the run game, coming down, running the alleys. I would try to keep him playing middle field yeah, as try much to be as more I can. Of a free instead of a yeah, strong. And try to put him in a position where he's more of a pass coverage defender, more so than, and of course, he's got to run support at times, of course. Yeah. But I would try, because of your depth, to try to you know spare him some reps, number one, but also spare him the physicality. Keep him out of the box as much as you can. Yeah. Well, and that's going to be the big big question, you know, because he's always had some shoulder injuries yep, exactly. and have to deal with that. So you don't want to come downhill too much. Um, but right. you're expecting a lot from him. That's why when he became available, you went after him and wanted him at the University of Texas mm-hmm. because his upside – 
Oh, is is unbelievable. Oh, NFL safety. Yeah, he's, he's an NFL, he's an NFL safety. safety. Period. And yeah. I hope that he is able to do that and be able to come in and help. And Anthony Hill <clears throat> taking over uh, that strong side linebacker position from Demarvin Overshawn. Is he going to be able to be that guy too? All reports yeah. say yes, but I don't know if he's going to be every down uh, <clears throat> linebacker there uh, opposite. Jalen Ford off ball, but I guarantee you he's definitely going to be your pass rushing uh, linebacker that you put in on the outside in certain situations. Right, they know he can do that automatically. He's got a knack for it, and he well, did that in the spring game. Yeah, he did. We, yeah. I mean, he, and he looked effortless. It looks he's, he's, he does that naturally. <laughs> yeah, like he it looks really so is. easy yeah. for him, and that's the same thing that I'm kind of wondering too. When you look at Mo Blackwell, we've heard about his athleticism. Oh, yeah. I know, and in, in, uh, Jeff Howe, a big fan of Mo Blackwell mm-hmm. as well. He's in the fan club. Yeah, he's in the fan club. I'm, I'm in there as well. But it's a matter of getting him on the field and making him feel uh, comfortable every single time. Because remember when DeMarvian Overshawn was transitioning to the weak side linebacker position, it was, it was with hesitancy. Yeah, but he bought into it, and now what? Third round pick by the Dallas Cowboys. Now you have a chance, Mo Blackwell, who can run sideline to sideline. He can. Who's very athletic, but can he come downhill and lay the hat on somebody? That will be the biggest question for me. So there's going to be a lot of players that to watch this year. There's going to be a lot of players that we each expect to make some huge strides, but are they ready? to make those huge strides. That's the biggest question. Yeah, and the Mo Blackwell thing is interesting because he moved from safety to linebacker and now back to safety, yeah. correct? Is yeah. he back at safety again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope he's not getting lost in the Well, shuffle. they got him listed right here as a weak side linebacker. So we got him at weak side linebacker. Yeah. Man, snip, snap, snip, snap, no, no. snip, snap. Boom, boom, boom. Where right? are you at? Like, where are you at? So I, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, they know how to use a hybrid player. That's what they did really good with DeMarvio and Overshone. Yep. They did it with basically Diamante Tucker Dorsey, too. Um, so I do think they do have uh, an idea of how to weaponize positionless players, right. which I think Mo Blackwell fits into that definition. Um, I just don't know if they care, if they've recruited over him or care enough about trying to maximize him within the defense. That they, is a great question. Right? I got where yep. is he right now yep. in the on the depth chart of right. that? Especially if a youngster has already passed him up. Like yeah. an Anthony Hill. Well Anthony Hill was gonna pass up a lot of people. That's true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Coming in like that. That's but true. you gotta look and say, okay, where is he gonna be an impactful player? And we talk about this a lot. As a coaching staff, you have to make sure you put players in positions to succeed, not fail, before they're going to trust you. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to continue to move them around, I think the trust level will be a trust factor will be a little bit different. But I believe that he's in a good spot. I think on that weak side linebacker, because right now he's listed with David Bender. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yep. I mean, Bender is another guy. Flip, flat, floop, flop. Where are you going to play me at? Played running back for a little bit. Went to mm-hmm. linebacker. Now I'm on the weak side. Where am I going to be at? So you're, I would say I would take it as a challenge for myself to really hone in in that position and go and get after it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That's a good point. Um, yeah. I, and one thing that I do feel good, good, though, about that defense is that whoever ends up with that linebacker spot, Jalen Ford now is in a yeah. – He's in a position to mentor 
uh, whoever that's going to be that young, because it's probably going to be a young linebacker or someone who hasn't played a lot, even if that's a guy like uh, Mo Blackwell. Right. So that's one of the few spots where you're not totally confident. Texas right. You're not doubt, a, yeah. yeah, they cannot have a proven commodity there. That's yep. also the the field corner is like that. I like Terrence Brooks, but he's not a proven commodity. Right. And if I'm an offensive coordinator and I'm looking at the Texas defense and I'm trying to attack it, I start two places, field corner, linebacker opposite Jalen Ford. But don't forget about Gavin Holmes coming in from Wake Forest, too. So I he know, might be that guy. they're not proving commodities to me. Right, like, I right, still right. would go after it. Like I said, I'm going oh, after, yeah, yeah. I see I'm what going you're after saying. unproven yeah, commodities, and I'm yeah. going after a field corner, linebacker spot opposite Jalen Ford, and a defensive end opposite Baron Sorrell. Yep, and now, right Those now they got it. three spots where you don't really – a Texas is trying to find an answer. That's where they have Ethan Burke listed and, and Justice mm-hmm. Finkley. So to your point, that's exactly right. Yeah, and they got, high, got guys with high ceilings, but they're, like I said, unproven commodities. Mm-hmm. We see mm-hmm. them do it yep. consistently yeah. against high-level competition. Um, so I guarantee you early on those guys will be tested. Oh, for sure. And that's why you want options because if a guy goes out there and isn't great, then you can move somebody else. Remember, Jalen Ford, his worst game of the season was the first game of the season. Right. Remember that? Nothing. He, he a, didn't help. He did, I think he had, like he had goose egg. Missed, he had like four missed tackles in the game. Yep. It was his worst game of the yeah. season. <laughs> and everybody was thinking, oh, man, Jalen Ford. I don't know, man. We got to see him bounce back. And, and he, he hadn't had a bad game <laughs> since that first game. Exactly. It was unbelievable. So early on, you know, you want to see if the youngsters, how they perform, how they deal with adversity. They're going to have a bad game, bad plays, and see them work their way through it like Jalen Ford did. And I was, believe that they will. Yeah. I, th- I think they have enough uh, talented depth is the term my man Jeff always uses. I hope they got it. I think they got enough of that. That's uh, the to, beautiful part. You yeah. need to have talented depth. So Ryan Niblett is, mm-hmm. is, uh, is on campus now. And the he's demon? The, the speed demon. Yeah. We'll somebody asked who somebody asked Who's who's gotten on campus that we don't know from the summer? Ryan Niblett is the name that you need to pay attention to. He's here now, and he is blazing fast. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's uh, I've, I've heard uh, reports that he is that next level fast. Sark yeah. just Sark loves speed. He's yeah. obsessed with it. And Jonte Cook is here too, and and he got that speed too. Yeah, but he's more than just speed. Yeah, Jonte got he's got the speed and the quickness and the twitchiness. He can he's a good Change route of direction runner too. Is always pretty good. Yes, he yeah. can accelerate, decelerate. Uh, it's not just speed with him, but hey, man, Sark he's gonna be fast on the outside and big humans yeah. on the inside on the interior. All right, uh, we'll come back. Uh, we'll talk to Texas football coming up later on in the show in the uh, five o'clock. We'll get back to some Texas football conversation. Uh, but we got off the record coming up next. There is a crazy story about a journey to the Titanic Mm -mm. that might end up being sad and tragic. We'll discuss that. Also, we'll get into the update on Mariah Mills and one Zion Williamson. We discussed this yesterday (laughs) and told you, hey, I think that's against the law. Turns out, I think it is against the law. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, Wonderful Nothing Horn. D.D. Megadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get to break the egg comb. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks.
All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Um, well, this other story is kind of sad. I'm going to get to this actually more of a funny story first. Um, did you hear what Adele said that uh, she's suffering from right now? Man, that... that <laughs> I mean, she uh, she's keeping it real. When keeping it real goes a little too far for you, but she, she right. Uh, she admitted um, chatting with her fans at a show. <laughs> Chatting to fans of the show who came there to see her perform. And by the way, she is, her voice is amazing, by the way. I love Lisa mm-hmm. Um She told them that she was suffering from jock itch. <laughs> she just basically said she wears Spanx during her shows uh, to make sure all of her costumes fit, combined with the hot lights and sweating and all this stuff. And she's on stage for hours at a time. And I guess she can't change the Spanx to put on dry Spanx and ends up rubbing a little too you know much in the wrong spot. Get a little jock itch there. So there you go. I just, you know. Do give it up for her for keeping it real. I mean, and uh, that's just her being wow. Adele, you know what I'm saying? Like she keeps it real with everybody. And she's still dating um What's his name? The uh, Rich, Paul. Rick, Rich Paul. Yeah, is are they still dating? Yeah, she, they're engaged. She are they engaged? Really? She okay. would not let him break up with her at one point. Like they got, she went hey. hysterical and was basically saying, "You cannot leave me. This is not how that works." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know what? Hey, you know what? I have been. She, she fought for her love. She she did fight. And he, for her he didn't love. leave her. Yeah. So it works. That is that is very true. I mean, you, we agree breaking up is not something you have to mutually agree to. Usually breaking up is a one-sided thing. Like, yep, no, I'm breaking yep. up with you. I'm done. Uh, you know, and you can try to argue. How often has somebody wanted to break up with you and you're able to argue your way back into the relationship? I mean, it does happen, but not often. Not Usually, often. once they come to you with the breakup, they've made up their mind. And by the way, why would you, unless you're married, yeah. Why would you want to try to get back with somebody after they're like, I don't want to be with you? They made up their mind they don't want to be with you, and you want to plead your case? <laughs> That's to me, I'm like, no you're, no, you're asking for later on for a breakup, for them to have a built-in excuse to break up with you. Like, hey, I told you I wanted to break up with you, and then you pled your case, and I gave you another chance, and it still didn't work out. And it did not work out. So, But I love I love Adele. I think she's great. Oh, I do too. It, with the jock itch and all. What? Oh, She'll probably make a great song about you got me. What she mean? probably will make a song about. She'll make a great itch. song about. I mean, this is how uh, she's suffering. When she's suffering, that's when she kind of our best music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Has she made anything good since she's been dating Rich Paul? Oh, oh man, she, that, listen, I got a homegirl that is Adele, like dialed in. I Every know. song Adele makes is gold. But what was I know she makes great music. What was her last album? What was it that that was it? What was it? It was a while ago, right? I, I have no idea. See, do the research. But I don't. But I don't. But I don't. What you call? I don't listen to Adele like that. So I wouldn't know. Oh, you don't like Adele. I mean, I listen to her, but I don't. It's not like I'm. It's not downloaded on my phone. You have no Adele on your phone. Zero Adele. Zero on Adele on your phone. Zero Adele. Zero on Adele. Zero. Not one Adele song on the whole. Not phone. even hello. What? Not one. Bro, I have so much Adele on my phone. Hey, I mean, 2021 I mean, was the last time we heard from Miss Adele. Uh, that's not that long ago. She's got a residency right now. That's not that long ago. Let yeah. me look up how much Adele I got on the phone right now. It's probably an absurd amount. I, look at look at that. That's all Adele. I got 19, she, she, she get all of her albums are numbers, I guess. I got 19, 21, 25, and 30. I think I it's have, all her age when she puts them out. I, I have, know what it is? Nice. I have none. <laughs> none. <laughs> you got no Adele. That's I a, got no Adele Dude, you need, to, you need to get some Adele none. in your life, bro. Adele I mean, I listen it. to her if she's on. 
Boy, you, how's she gonna be on if you don't have her on your phone? If I'm driving and I'm just listening, how is she gonna be on when you drive? No, because all I'm listening to the 104.9 <laughs> the horn the whole day, man. It's locked no in. No Adele on your phone. Yeah. All right. I'm, I don't have any. <clears throat> we should play that game. <laughs> no, seriously. How many can songs? I guess like uh, an artist you would have, you would not have on your phone at all? Right. Let's see if I can guess another one that Horace does not have on his phone. Oh, I could I could cycle through so many. Jack, give me. Oh no, you're right. Don't, okay, don't. Yeah, you're right. It's too easy. My for white Jack. dude music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, got any, uh, you got any Nirvana hard? You know, I have Nirvana on my phone. Yeah, that's I have, they're they're huge. I yeah. have you. I have you too. That's because they make you download like how he all just your phone. Took Nirvana to YouTube. <laughs> he just told white people music. YouTube, I guess YouTube. Like he said Nirvana. Hey, I got Chris Stapleton. Does that count? Nah, no, he's good. Chris Stapleton is fantastic. Okay, he's I got Chris Stapleton. That's good. There. So we just going through white artists that are I mean, hard they have. Well, I mean, because you want to. Because it's great. Velvet Underground hard. Yeah, I was going to say eighty two hard. Let me oh, see. I don't have any. I, I definitely don't have Blink one eighty two on my phone. I do none. not either. Yeah, that's none of that, bro. I'm looking. I'm looking through one, some of my nope. stuff right here, and I got, I'm like, mm. yeah, I got none of that. Y'all probably would never. I got, I got, oh, I got black eyed peas on here. That's bad. Y'all would never be able to figure out the what I have keys? on there. I got the black keys on there and black pumas. There you go. I got them. Black Sabbath. You got, got them. You got I didn't black expect that. Let me you see. Got, if, you ain't got no black Sabbath. I got the black album <laughs> by Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> I got Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Uh, you got me on that one. I love me some Bruce. That was my first concert at the Mother Frank Earth? Irwin Center. Ooh, nice. Nine Bruce in there. person? Good for you. I don't Clarence have... Clemens was still in the band at that time. He was still with us, wow. rocking on the You are. Time. See, you are a music nerd. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's not. why he's sitting there no, going like this. That's why he said he's going <laughs> like this. He said, I can run through them all through my head, and I guarantee you, Harge, don't have one. Got any Pink Floyd, Harge? Oh, I I think I actually let me see. Let me see. I definitely got some. I Pink might Floyd have some Pink Floyd on here. Uh, yep, I do. I got Pink Floyd on here. Arctic Monkeys, The Strokes. No, okay, you, you yeah, can count nah, me out on that, man. You one, lost bro. me on that. You got any Nora Jones on your phone, Harch? No, I do not. You don't have any like. I got a need women. I got a need a I was like, how many women? I got Mariah you know Carey. How many women do you have on your phone, music wise? I got I got my so my, my homegirl Amy. <laughs> She's doing good. She's doing her thing. You uh, you ain't got enough I got, women on your phone. I got Diana Ross on my phone. That's good. See, you I got more, that. You need more. Like, you got Beyonce on there. I I do not have Beyonce on. You there. got no. You got Rihanna. I do have Rihanna on there. You got no Beyonce. I got no Beyonce. How the hell you don't you have any Beyonce? Because she's mean. She's mean. She's been mean lately. Wow. Yeah, I got some. Well, she was mad. A man cheated on her. Yeah, that's and she true. Made that's why about she was it. angry about it. She was mad about that. Yeah. Would you be mad if your uh, person cheated Absolutely. on you? Absolutely. That's why Solange went after Jay Z in the elevator. We I got tomorrow about that. In the FCs. Talk about that no more. I got tomorrow in the FCs local. He was he. Remember Patrick played him on a Friday. I got so, him. All right. So I'm I'm with them. I all got right. uh, Trey songs. We got way. I off got the track weekend. Here. Oh, the weekend. Yeah, yeah he's, he's I got right. some of that. The weekend's a little overrated, honestly. Uh, but it's okay. Yeah. I got Young Ma. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Now we just officially <laughs> jumped the shark on this conversation, <laughs> Young Ma. We'll come back. We'll be right back. We'll get into some uh, NIL conversation, a new law that's going to help NIL here at Texas, and also some more Texas football conversation. Might not help Miami, more. though. Right here on the line, 1.9 The Horn.